you are ready mhm mm okay so how was your enthalpy you understood now yeah right. now i understood yep now all your doubts regarding enthalpy is clear i guess yeah it's clear it's clear for the most part you actually really helped me understand it a lot better because um i had a test recently um and the thing is, um, you, you help them, like, understand the concept a lot better because enthalpy usually applies to other different equations that happen later on throughout the unit. Yes, yes, that's true. So until and unless you're clear with the concept of enthalpy, the other things which we'll be studying will be a bit difficult for you to at that moment. Yeah? Mm -hmm. okay. Yep. We'll start with our day. And today, as your uh, request was electronic configuration and periodic properties, right? Mm-hmm. So, and before going into that topic, I just want you to, I uh, want to request you that please can you mail me your, the soft copy of your whole syllabus so that I could see what all content is there. Like, you know, when mm -hmm. we yep. different boards, it is different content. So I just need to see that content for you. Hopefully I can send it to you um, via email because I don't think it worked last time when I sent it via WhatsApp. So maybe okay. you can if I can send it via email, that'll yep. be good. An issue, and uh, George, uh, you can take down the notes along with when I'm teaching, and after that also I'll be creating a Google Classroom for you. Okay. Like I do for other students, you know, when I post it in the WhatsApp, you know, sometimes it happens that if you forget to download after a few days, if you try to download, it won't be able to accept it, right? So mm -hmm. I post all my content in the Google Classroom so that in future, like after through two, three months also, if you need to download those content, you can easily do there. Okay. I'll be making that for you and by tomorrow and then you can, you know, take the notes from there also if you skip out anything while I'm teaching, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Cholo, we'll start. Yep. Okay. Okay, now what is electronic configuration? Electronic configuration is a very difficult term, I would say. For, uh, you know, people, we have to remember 1s2, 2s2, 2p6, 3s2, 3p6, 4s2, 4d, 3f uh, orbitals and all those things, right? Mm -hmm. So it becomes very difficult to understand that which orbital will first get filled up, which will have how many electrons in it. So all these things you need to understand before this in this electronic configuration topic, right? But this filling up of the shells and all those things depend on two rules. That is Aufbau's uh, uh, rule and Hans rule. I think your syllabus only gives Aufbau's Hans rule. And Hans oh, no, no. Um, our syllabus only gives out Hans rule where we have to um, basically fill it out in a parallel fashion first. Okay, so you just have Hans rule, you don't have the Aufbau's rule. But mm -mm. Aufbau's rule tells you about the energy level. And first, the energy level has to be considered. And then you need to go into the parallel arrangement of it. Clear? So clear. I'm explaining you Aufbau's rules also so that it is very clear in your mind that how these electrons are placed into the orbitals. Clear? Mm-hmm. Okay, now coming to the uh, 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 Faust rule. I, I, sorry, I cannot pronounce this horrible word, you know. Alpha? <laughs> Alpha. Or... Okay. Yeah. So that rule says N plus N, uh, N plus L rule also we call it. And it is, Faust is no, no scientist, right? It is not based on any name of a scientist. God forbidden that if this was the name, people would have confused themselves. <laughs> it is on the basis of a German word, which means construction. Why construction? Because we are constructing this, this orbital thing. That is why it means construction here. Clear? Yep. Okay. Now, what does it deal with? It deals with the subshells of an atom as to which subshell will be occupied first. And so on. That is, in short, filling of the orbitals. Means, if I have S, P, D, F and so on, which orbital of mine will be filled up first and which will be filled up second? So, that is mm -hmm. there, which is which uh, explains this rule, explains us that. The principle is based on energy of the orbital or the subshell. Electron mm -hmm. first occupies the lower energy orbital, means the orbital which has the lowest energy will be first filled, then we'll go to the next level and so on forth, right? 
and the electron filling increases uh, increasing order of energy it increases right from uh, mm -hmm. as you keep on increasing the energy the electrons will also keep on increasing the uh, like uh, adding up into those uh, orbitals yeah okay now going to the n plus rule now how to know that the orbital has more energy or less energy if i give you okay i give you an element tell me uh, which one will come first which one will come second so you sure. find out the energy level right and mm -hmm. that energy level is defined by the n plus rule where n is the principal quantum number and l is the azimuthal quantum number that you don't have to go much in detail about it because it is a physical term which i will not explain you right now only mm -hmm. remember that if i have a 2s and 2p uh, 3p my 2 is the n and my s is the l clear uh yes okay mhm mm okay yes we're um uh, the 2 represents the principal quantum number and then um the p represents which specific subshell it's in yes this uh the n the if i say the value of n will be your first this thing here and l will be the second where what is the value of them you are uh, it's given here they are fixed you know the n is spdf and the value for l is 0 1 2 3 4 matlab s is yes because it's m n minus 1 i mean n minus l for a subshell so then if um the principal quantum level is 1 then it only has s yes. which is 0 Great. And then, yeah, if it's some um, p has two, and that'll be zero and one. Um. Okay. Sorry, I'll stop going on. Got it. Yep. Got it. Okay. Now the energy is directly proportional to n plus l. Means the value. If I add n and l, if my value is increasing, means my energy level is also increasing, and vice versa. But that is what is directly proportional sign mean. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, for say example, I have two. Shells here, subshells two s and three p. So what will be my n plus l value for two s? That is two plus one. Sorry. Yep. No, it will be zero here. My mistake. Two plus zero that will be equal to two. Yep. The value of s is zero. So my mistake here. It will be a zero. And what will be the value of p? That is three plus one four. So which one as such will have a lower energy? It will be two s because it will have only two, right? Yep. This mistake here. So in that case, the energy of two will be less than that of energy of three p. So the mm -hmm. first filling of the electron will take place in two s, and then it will jump to three p. Clear? Clear. Okay. Now going uh, going on fourth. Here is an example where I have taken few orbitals or subcells, and I have to compare them in the increasing order of energy. Right. So one s two two s two two p three s two three p three d four s four d four four p four d five s. Now, when I do the n plus l, I get one two three three four five four five six five. Now, in this, if you see, you have uh, these orbitals uh, has the same value of n p n plus l. Sorry, not n p n plus l. That is two p has and three s both has the value of three. Three p four s has a value of four and three d four p five s has a value of five. Now, how will you tell that now which is having more energy and which one will occupy uh, in which orbital will the electron first go? Say for in the case of two p and three s, both have the energy level same. So how will you tell? That whether the electron will first fill three s or uh, then fill two p, or first it will fill two p and then go to three s. It depends on the value of n. That is this number. That is two n three. If two is uh, if three uh, as we know that n is n is equal to two here and n is equal to three. So which is greater one? This is. So if this is greater, the value of n is greater means this has more energy. So in mm -hmm. that case. We get that two p has less energy compared to three s. Three p has less energy compared to four s. Three d is lesser than four p. Is lesser than five. Five s. Clear till here. Clear. So what will be the sequence? The sequence will be one s two, two s two, two p, 
3s, 3p, 4s, 4d, uh, sorry, 3d, 4p, 5s, 4d. And I can see that you wrote the vertical line rule um, down below. Yes, here it is. So this is an easy trick to remember it. That 1s2, because it is 1, you'll have only 1, 2, 2s2, 2p, 3, 3s2, 3p, 3d, 4s2, 4p, 4d, 4f, 5s2, 5p, 5d, and so on forth. So it goes here. First, it will fill the first 1s, then 2s, then it will fill uh, here 2p, then it will go to 3s, then it will fill 3p, then go to 4s, as we have seen here. Clear? Mm -hmm. Clear. Okay. <clears throat> now, here is an exception in the Aufbau's rule. The Aufbau's rule will not be applicable in the case of single electron system. Means all these have single electrons in the outermost shells, right? So, in that, that is why it will not accept or not uh, apply the N plus L rule. It will always have the same energy level in all the shells if I talk of. So, it, in short, N plus L rule will be not applicable to these elements here. Clear? Mm -hmm. We can you just give me one second. Yep. Got it. Got it? Mm -hmm. Okay. Shalom. We'll go now to the Hans rule. <sighs> okay. The Hans rule is the rule for filling of electrons. Means how does the electrons get filled up in the orbitals? That is what we see here. Sorry, this is an omitted part. Because I was doing in a hurry, I made all things wrong. So here it is, this uh, the energy levels and filling up of the electrons. That is what is shown here. Clear? Mm -hmm. As per the Aufbau's rule. Now, the capacity of each orbital is that 1s2, 2s2, 2p6, 3s2, 3p6, 4s2. Now, so what do we get? That orbitals, basically, we don't go away, uh, apart, like, basically, we don't study much elements. We just study the first 30. Basically, in your syllabus, you might be having first 30 elements, right? To the mm -hmm. max. You don't go above that. So, you get up, filled up by, you know, D shell. So, you don't go further the D shell. So, the capacity of S is 2 electrons. Uh, D is 3 orbitals, so 6 electrons. Uh, D has 5 orbitals, so it has 10 electrons accordingly. Clear? Mm -hmm. Okay, now, so here are few, you know, examples I have say, taken. Is that uh, hydrogen has atomic number 1, so it will fill up the first cell. That is 1s1. Helium, 1s2, so it will fill up both the, uh, like, it will fill up the S, S orbital. Then lithium, you have 3, so 1s2, 2s1. So it will fill up this one uh, full, this is half. Now coming to beryllium, uh, for uh, 1s2, 2s2, obviously both the s orbitals will be filled up. Now the issue comes when you have this 5, that is 1s2, 2s2, 2p, 1. In this case, now do you tell me, you tell me which one of the orbitals will be filled up, x, y or z. They will, um, no orbital will be completely filled up, but they will have one electron in X. Why only X? Why not Y and Z? I can put in Y and Y can put in Z also. Well, it's because in the orbitals, actually, they also have, you know, a lower energy level too. So for the most part, what you want to do is you want to fill it up in the lowest energy state possible. And for the most part, you have to give them a positive spin. So it has to be only one up arrow. And if it were 2P2, you would fill one up arrow in the first box. And then another up arrow in the second box. It's that, but then you are having orbital as P. But then these are the spins. X, Y, and Z are the uh, these things, you know. Uh, mm -hmm. the yeah. So it is said that in this case, when you have such kind of thing, the energy level in this is almost equal. Means they are not negligible differences there between the three. So you can fill up in any of the part you can either put it in a px also py also or pz dimension also clear 
and yes spin can be any spin you can put it can be positive spin also it can be negative spin also right mm-hmm. so you can- oh usually um usually in our um curriculum it tells us to fill it up um PX from or- left to right but i i can see that um it also works for this one too yes because it is almost like all three have equal you know when you talk of dimensions three uh, x dimension y dimension and uh, z dimensions they all have almost the equal energy level so it is not an issue if you put the uh, this thing electrons in any of the orbitals this will be very very helpful when we do the you know other parts like your you know uh, the bonding things you know electronic bondings metallic bondings when we studied a chemical bonding this will also play a very vital role there mm-hmm. clear so clear. that you always need to remember that when it comes to px py pd uh, pz all have almost the similar energy level so you can fill up any of the uh, this thing dimensions with an electron okay now with carbon you have z6 that is 1s2 2s2 2p2 now here again you have two electrons how these two electrons will fill up the block so there is this you know to explain this we come with the hans rule here it was just one electron so we can put it anywhere but then when when you have two electrons it can go as one a uh, positive spin one negative spin here also another two are empty that way also you can go or this two can be occupied here or anyways but then what does the hand rule says the hand rule says electron prefer to remain unpaired as far as possible means if i have two electrons if i put it together then it is not preferred then it like it will not be that much preferred over when i put two electrons in two different dimensions clear Mhm. So that is what my Hun rule says. The Hun rule says electron prefers to remain unpaired as far as possible. Also, electrons in a sub cells are paired only when all the orbitals of the sub cells are half filled with when parallel spin. Means once it is fully half filled, then only it will go for uh, fulfilling, right? Yep. example mm-hmm. 2p it is there then it will occupy x dimension y dimension or it can occupy x and z also or it can occupy y and z also only that they will not be existing in pairs because they prefer more of half filled than for full uh, you know paired ones clear clear okay now when we have nitrogen as z 3p3 then it can be in a positive spin also it can be negative spin also and all three in the three dimensions x y and z now oxygen 1s2 2s2 2p4 now once they all are filled up once they all are filled up then what will happen one will become a fulfilled clear mhm okay same way now we go for i'll be explaining you your first 30 elements and then i'll stop in electronic configuration clear uh yep because there are certain exceptions which you need to understand clear mhm are those quick question are those some going to be anomalous elements anomalous means like i didn't get you oh sorry um never mind i was actually thinking of something else because it was mainly going going to apply to the electron configuration like with elements some chromium 24 and copper 29 yes 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 that i'll show you why it happens i'll show you that also okay okay so basically as i said we don't go above the uh, 30 elements so we are here till 4s2 it is 20 and 3d is 30 so we, i'll just take the electronic configuration with this extent only 1s2 2s2 2p6 3s2 3p6 4s2 3d 10 from 1s2 to 2p6 it is 10 electrons 1s2 to 3p6 it is 18 1s2 to 4s it is 20 and 1s2 to 3d it is 30 electrons so we will be seeing elements having 30 electrons clear so these are clear. the electronic configurations where if you want you can keep on uh, making this block and explaining the whole thing like how it will be filled up it is uh, 2p5 so it will be one here uh, paired electrons here here also it will be a paired electron then one unpaired electron 
when it comes to neon it will be all three paired electrons clear so yeah. fourth you have fluorine as an atomic number 9 neon atomic number 10 sodium atomic number 11 where you have 3s1 means after p you have one more shell which will give you the one electron in any of the spin positive or negative magnesium mm -hmm. as 1s2 2s2 2p6 3s2 aluminum you have 1s2 2s2 2p6 3s2 3p1 so 3 6 9 10 11 how come ah uh, 10 11 12 13 clear mhm mm okay coming to silicon 1s2 2s2 2p6 3s2 3p2 now clear till here then we go to 19 same way it goes on fourth we go to 19 19 1s2 2s2 2p6 3s2 3p6 4s1 now coming to calcium obviously the same only 4s becomes 42 this 4s ke baad mein you have 3d1 clear because after 4s after 20 the 21th will be 3d1 here as per the uh, configuration thing now coming to your chromium so same here that is uh, ti is 3d2 v is 3d3 now coming to 24 that is chromium chromium is an exception here chromium has you know it becomes 3d4 4s2 3d4 that is the normal configuration as per what we saw till now but then that is, there is an exception and this configuration which we have seen here is not true the reason behind this is that in this what happens the configuration electronic configuration changes where one electron from the s orbital is shifted to this electronic this d shell now why does this happen this happens because this is the normal one which we exceptional thing which we saw that it should be 4s2 3d4 but when we have this exception it becomes 4s1 3d5 why this happens the reason being this that there uh, basically what you understand is till 30 we can apply this rule which i'm going to tell you but then after 30 there is no particular rule saying what i have explained there are experiments which are going on and on the basis of that they are explaining these electronic shifts right but mm -hmm. uh, till 30 we can accept this rule what we, i am going to tell you but after 30 if there are such exceptions they are only based on the experimental outcomes right there are experiments carried out and what they prove will give you this exceptions which come up clear clear uh, now here what happens is as i told you previously that hans rule says that half filled electrons or half filled orbitals are more stable than uh, more stable half filled or completely fulfilled should be more stable than you know in mid between the two yeah like for example on forest use i'm uh, completely filled but 3d4 is not exactly fully half filled yet so it will be more stable to do the other way so when you take one electron from here and put it here so now what is happening 4s also becomes half filled and 3d also becomes half filled so this is not that stable as compared to this clear mm -hmm. as a clear. result this will be accepted where one electron is shifted to the d orbital to make it more stable clear clear Okay, so on fourth year we can see for others that is twenty five manganese, four s two three d five, twenty six is uh, iron three or four s two three d six, cobalt is four s two three d seven, nickel is four s two three d eight. Now comes your copper, copper again. You have the second exception where copper is four s two three d nine. so what is the issue here the same issue this is fulfilled this is not half filled nor fulfilled clear so it mm -hmm. won't be that stable so what happens one electron from the s orbital is shifted to the 3d orbital where the new electronic configuration comes up as 4s1 3d10 4s is a half uh, half filled stable 3d is a fulfilled stable so now both the orbitals are stable in this case clear mm -hmm. 
clear till here? Sure. Let me copy it down quickly. Give me one quick second. Surely, surely you can. You want others also? Other notes also? I can give you. Not an issue, but. Clear with Hans rule now. Clear with Hans rule. You got it. Great. You write it down. I'll just have a glass of water and come. Yep. Got it. Okay. Do let me know once you're done. I I finished. You finished? Okay. Chalo. Okay. Now I'll come up to this periodic table. Now you know that periodic table. You have down the group along the period also. You know that which is the group and which is the period. Clear. Yep. You need me to explain that. I uh, know it's fine. I know that when you go um, down uh, down a group, basically down a column, yes. what happens when you go down um, a group? What happens is the atomic size um <clears throat> increases. increases. Yeah. And what about the ionization potential, electronic affinity? All these, you know the terms, or you just don't know because I have to explain also. Maybe just explain it again because we we're about to do this. So I would say maybe just explain again would actually just refresh my memory from last year. Electro ionization potential, electronic affinity, electronic negativity—all these are a particular topic to itself. You know, I have notes of it, like four, four, five, five pages notes, also particularly for this thing. So you, I'll be explaining you that in detail once we I check your syllabus. Where is it? Like when you talk of periodic table, it has in detail of all these things. Yep. Exceptions and everything. Clear. Clear. Okay. Chalo. Okay, first we'll discuss about the variation down the group. I thought we'll be able to complete this much only today, so I have the notes still here only. But still, I'll see uh, other things of your syllabus, and then I'll continue if there is this. Okay. 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 Down the group, if I talk of what happens is when you go down, say if I've taken here four elements, that is my uh, hydrogen, lithium, sodium, and potassium, right? Done. And the atomic number Z is equal to one. Configuration one. Z is equal to three. Configuration two one. Z is equal to eleven. Two eight and one. Z is equal to nineteen. That is two eight and eight. And one year. Sorry, I missed out a one year again. So now, when you see this number of shells, you know the shells in which the orb electrons revolve. You know, as you go down, you see it increasing. Here it is one. Here it is two. Again three. Then you have four. So as you do go down a group, it increases. The shell number increases. What about the atomic size? Obviously, when you see when the shell number is increasing, obviously the atomic size is also increasing. Clear? Mm -hmm. Now valence electron, the electron in the outermost shell, is what is the valence electron. So if you see the electronic configuration, it is all one. That is why they fall under the group one. Group one says that all the elements in that group will have valence electron one. Group two means valence electron two. Group three means valence valence electron three. So what is the number of valence electron down the group? It is the same. That is one. What is valency? Tendency of either giving at electron or accepting atom, like this donating this electron or which one takes place in the valency uh, formation of bonding is here one because they all have one electron. So either they can donate one electron or take one electron and become partially stable. So the valency becomes one in this case. Clear? Mm -hmm. Now, what is an ionization potential? Now, you need to understand few terms here. Then we can see it. 
ionization uh, potential is the energy to remove electrons means if i want to remove this electron from here how much energy would i require is my ionization potential or ionization energy which we call right now understand mm -hmm. this in this first element that is hydrogen the electron is just next to the proton so there is a, lo a lot of attraction between them yep yes and when mm -hmm. you go down to uh, potassium when you go down to the potassium what is happening what is happening the now there are going to be a more electrons orbiting the <laughs> nucleus that uh, this is far away from here yeah and can i just say something too yes yeah, and what you're saying is that it's far away from there, and the shielding effect from all the other electrons that are closer to the nucleus cancel out um, most of the attraction, attractive forces of the nucleus, right? Yes, very good. So that is what is here as the ionization potential. So the ionization energy required to this uh, to remove this electron will be more uh, than to remove this electron from here. So what happens with ionization potential? It will decrease along the group. Means mm -hmm. you will require more energy here. It will require less energy here to remove. As a result, when you go down the group, it decreases the ionization potential decreases. Now, <clears throat> coming to electron affinity, that is amount of energy which is liberated when electron is added. When I have to add an electron to this atom, how much energy it liberates or when I'm adding an electron to it, to the orbital, last orbital, always electrons add up in the last orbital. Remember this, right? So when you add up the electron in the last or the valence orbital, orbit, right? How much energy is released is your electron affinity. Clear? Affinity is what? Love. Love for electrons. Yeah. So mm -hmm. in this case, what happens? This is closer to the proton, this valence shell. So it will easily accept it and, uh, you know, uh, the energy released will be more compared to here, which will release very less energy because it is far away. So it will release less energy when electron is added. It will say, why will I require energy when my uh, electron, my electron is so far away? Right here, electron is very close to his, uh, to the proton. So it will be like, okay, give me one electron. I'll be more happy because I'm very close to my electron. You know, affinity is more between these two. And the affinity between this proton and this electron is very, very far away. He will be least bothered. That proton will be least bothered whether you take one or whether you add one. I'm least bothered with that. I yeah. have electrons here with me. So it, what happens as a result when you go down the down a group, your electron affinity also decreases. Clear? Clear. Okay. Here, electronegativity. Now, what is electronegativity? It is the Ele electronegativity is basically the um uh, attraction of electrons. Yes. Fluorine being the most attractive out of all of them. Yes. Yes. So, what is electronegativity? It is the uh, uh, no, capacity to attract its own electrons. Obviously, when this is the smallest in size, it will attract more of the electron towards itself. As a result, when you go down the down a group, its electronegativity decreases. Clear? Okay. And the difference between electron affinity is that, and electronegativity is that, um, Affinity basically um means how much energy is l released when um an E is added, right? Yes. And electronegativity would be more of the opposite for the ionization potential, right? Yes, you can say that way. But electron affinity is basically how much energy is released when um electron is added, right? Yes, electron affinity is like here, how much energy is required to remove this electron? And electron affinity is how much energy is added or liberated when you add an electron. And this is the attraction between the electrons and the protons in within the atoms. You can say electronegativity that way. Clear? Mm -hmm. Clear. Okay. Now coming to the... Now coming to the uh, metallic property... 
okay what is metallic property metallic property is the ability of it to donate an electron in when you form the bonds you know when you are having chemical bonds you have your ionic bond you have your covalent bond you have your hydrogen bond you have your other types of bonds you know van der waals force and all those things so in during that time you know basically you see those metallic properties or like those bondings basically are because of the electrons if you have uh, you know bit learned about it have you come across this terms you know this type yeah metallic character is basically the ability yeah it's the ability to donate electrons i remember that faintly though yes so that is where it is like metallic characteristics depends on the electron donors and that increases right increases mm-hmm. when you go down why because this obviously because the electron affinity when you have more of electron uh, this thing attraction between them they will not easily donate their electrons and when they are far away they will easily donate their electrons as a result when you go down it increases clear clear okay now coming to basic oxides means what is basic oxides means uh, will it form a basic uh, substance or will it form a acidic substance right when a metal or when an element reacts with an oxygen and then when you take the aqueous solution of that oxide will it form a basic substance or will it form a acidic substance right so mm-hmm. that depends on how good the metal is or how good the element is a metal means if i take a hydrogen and if i take potassium which is more good as a metal it is potassium because it increases when you go down because potassium has a more tendency to donate electron than hydrogen as a result the metallic character of potassium is more than that of hydrogen mm-hmm. so what will happen the potassium will have more basic oxide property than that of hydrogen so what happens as you go down a group the metallic pro- basic oxide property increases clear mm-hmm. and when you go you know <coughs> when you go this way <coughs> when you have the acidic or the non metallic uh, property obviously it decreases because why as i said when the metallic property increases down a group obviously non metallic property decreases jitna wo the more it is metal the less it will show the properties of a non metal clear mm-hmm. clear okay so till here is your what the metallic properties down uh um, down a group okay yep now mm-hmm. we will see across a period with the help of a video because i have not made the note till there i'll just show it's fine yeah i'll show you that way right and mm-hmm. then i think i can go for your uh, give me a minute george i'll just show you a syllabus book a uh, syllabus page which i have sent you is that your syllabus then i don't have any issue i have messaged you and i'll send you a photograph also for that in the group because that is what i searched and found out this is your syllabus uh, george um not the ex- no not the exact one which they're doing i know you got it from the college board and it's considered ap classroom but it- it's sort of like this um okay. but-, but for the most part you're right okay no issues just send- uh, yeah no issues send it to me so that i am very clear with what is your content all about right okay okay so chalo we'll see the uh, this thing properties uh, across the period Mm-hmm. I'll just look for a video for you in English so that it's very helpful for you in that way. You know Hindi? Uh nope, sorry. Not at all? Not at all. I'm sorry. No, 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 not not an issue. I am I, I know English very well because I was, you know, for 2 years in Scotland, so I know English very well. Hmm. So there I was like, you know, with my college thing, I was doing my forensic science in Scotland. Mhm. Yeah. So it was like good experience for me. Mhm. 
Yeah, but for the most part, even if I did know any of um, my um, native languages, yeah. I would probably know Bengali since we're Bengali first. So, <laughs> I mean, my my mom knows Bengali and also parts of Hindi. It's just that um, I I I can understand her because with the emphasis when she gives on something, I can understand Hindi to an extent. But I understand Hindi and Bengali to an extent, okay. but not that much. So if I speak in Bengali, will you understand? Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you, probably not. <laughs> because I myself is a Bengali person, you know. I I am brought up in Bengal. Ah. So your mother and father both are uh, from Bengal. Mm-hmm. Great, and you are born there, so you know it basically there, right? Uh yeah, no, but my dad he he's from Bengal, but he's actually um Karelan um heritage. Acha. Okay, great. Okay, give me two minutes. I'm just looking for it. Okay, we won't go like this. We will go in a different way. Just today only we did. So you never come to an India? Uh, no, I have been to India a lot of times. So where, uh, like, which place basically you have come to? Bengal, West Bengal, Calcutta? Yeah, Calcutta. Yes. <clears throat> Calcutta is a hectic place. I could understand you would have faced such a lot of issue. Looking... No, but it's fine. We live. Um, we li- We stay in Shonarpur for the most part. Okay. So that's not that very crowded, I guess. I. Yeah, it's more like the residential areas. Okay, okay, so great. So, like, I have been in Calcutta for my, you know, but not, like, uh, my my parents still live in West Bengal. They are near Darjeeling. So, mm. like, I when I was about to do my processing for Scotland, I had to usually visit and stay in Kolkata. So it was like a hectic time for me, you know, with mm-hmm. that crowd there. Okay, chalo. Uh, now here is a small thing which I can share you with you to show you the pattern. You know, now as we discussed down the group, the valence electron will be last one will be one across the you know one this one that will be if you talk of the period, it will increase the valence electron will increase by one. Say for example, here if it is one in first period, then it will become two, then three, then fourth, and then so on fourth, right? And that will also affect its properties, right? <clears throat> Much you don't have across the periodic variations as as you have in the case of Downer group. So we will not go much into it. When you see here, the periods on an element belongs to the represent the number of shells of the orbits here in the electrons uh, elements. Means if I say here. Say for example here, if the uh, number of shells will also be remaining almost the same till here, like two eight, the shell numbers will remain the same. Clear? Because it is two and eight. So first elect first orbital will have two electrons. The second orbital will have eight. Same for here. First two, then seven. So there won't be much of the difference in the orbital numbers here. Coming to this one, this will have three orbitals. Coming to the next across the period, it will have four orbitals, and so on fourth. Clear? Going clear. To properties of it as you go across the period, your uh, you know, it will convert itself from solid to the gaseous state, and when it becomes gaseous, it becomes more of non-metallic, right? Because when we know that the uh, the non metals they exist in all the three states basically we talk of mostly they are gaseous so as you grow across the period from left to right they become from metal to non metal clear yeah and one the, yeah and one more thing the gold elements represent the metalloids Metalloid. and then that one particular element that's in the second to last column and down so the second to last column but in the third row that's liquid bromine right 
Yes, this is liquid bromine here, and this is mercury. That's mercury. Clear? Yeah. So that's what we about in the periods. Clear? Mm -hmm. When you see in the case of, you know, across the period, you don't have much variations, but then these are the basic variations which you should know. Apart from that, we don't have much of it. Clear? Okay. Clear. Tell me, do you have Levi's uh, dot structure or you don't have? Uh, what dot structure, sorry? Levi's dot structure. It is the, you know, uh, the way you read but, like, diagrammatically. Like, is it diagrammatical? Like, where you have um, dots across a certain element that represent electrons, right? Yes, yes. Do you have that? Uh, I don't know. See, like, um, do you mind if I can just quickly draw? Like, is there um, uh, is yeah. there a board which I can use for a second? Yeah, surely you can use. Not an issue. I'll just give you the board. How do I um? Uh... I also have to see. I have never used a board here. You know what? Can you? Is there a way you can make maybe me the leader or like the host for a second? Just... Maybe then I can have access to it. <clears throat> hmm. George, you're the host. Thank now. you. Well. Okay. Give me one quick second. Um, share screen then. Okay. Oh, you can so share. Let me just uh. And here, can you see it? Yep. Uh oh. Um. You can go to Zeta board if you want. Zeta, so Z A T board. This one? No. Um. How do you spell it? Z. Uh. Z. I. Free online. Free online whiteboard. Okay. Um. Okay. Does this work? Yes. Yes. Okay. So I might be like I might not exactly remember the carbon configuration correctly. So I'll maybe just do um oxygen. Hmm. So oxygen is uh... oxygen. Yeah, I I might be wrong in the exact format in which I do this, but you have two, and then... yeah. Ex excuse me, excuse me if I'm being a little bit wrong in this, or like so individually, um, oxygen will be represented like this. Okay. Right. Hmm. That'll be individually oxygen, right? Yep. And then um, if it were bonded to another oxygen to form O two, hmm. then you would do this, right? Yes, yes, this is Levi's dot structure which I'm talking. So do you have that in your syllabus? Um in my syllabus, uh we might possibly because um we have we have touched upon it during my regular chemistry class and I'm pretty sure we're gonna touch upon it again. Okay. So can we go for that today now? A sure, bit? I'll stop the share right now. Okay. So there, there and I can give you a bit, you know, a brief about it, right? So that, you know, next time we'll continue about it because we have a very huge topic that is along with that. Oh, give me a minute. My my computer yep. full, you know, it's like, you know, cribbing, please spare me. Oh, okay. Much of data from my school, from my tuitions. <laughs> Why am I not getting it? Structure. God help me. Mm -hmm. 
Is it everything all right? Yep, I'm not getting it. Oh, um, just the thing is. Yeah, sorry. Um, can you see one? Oops, sorry. Can you see one minute? I'll be right back. Can you see me one quick minute? I'm, I'm sorry. I was right back. I just need to tell my parents something. It'll be quick. Yeah, surely. Oh, actually, I can I can tell them later. It was just regarding them studies or oh, I can tell them later. I don't want to like take time away from class. Okay, so we can wind up today till here. Yeah, and then maybe we can add an extra 10, 10 to 15 minutes for the next class. So I'll take a note of that. Is that fine? Yeah, surely, surely. Not an issue. That can be done here there, then. Okay, so and I'll also, um, uh, wait, you know, a second. I'll also, um, send you the syllabus as soon as possible. If not, I'll try sending it with you at least within the next half an hour. Yeah, just like, no, no, it's okay. You can send me, but oh. then. Uh, just no before going for the next class that is next now you t you want once a week right that is sundays uh, yeah well, yeah sundays could do good so do one thing is like every if you cannot send like send me once the whole thing and do let me before like you know uh, a day or two by like say monday tuesday you tell me which topic you want to cover on sunday so that i could prepare okay the whole thing so I'll send it at least two days in advance. Yes, just two days in advance. So that will be helping me a lot to understand about it. Like what you basically want for your explanation. You know? Yeah, because it differs. And yeah, and not every curriculum for the AP is going to be the same, right? Yeah, that's true. That's true. So that's the reason I'm asking you for it. Clear? Clear. Got it. Thank you. Okay, bye. Take care. Bye, take care. Bye. Bye.